Next on BYU Sports Nation, fall camp day three. Two practices down for BYU football. New revelations from the quarterbacks and camp absentees. But Jamal Williams is in attendance. We're one-on-one how he has made himself better for a loaded 2016 campaign. Plus, meet the other half of the Warner Brothers duo. How much will Troy Warner play both sides of the ball? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Monday, Monday. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. August 8th, wherever and however you are dialed in. It's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan, a man who single-handedly keeps IMAX in business by going to movies. I did see IMA- uh, an IMAX movie uh, on Friday. I saw Suicide Squad, as I mentioned. Now, I went in knowing that Rotten Tomatoes gave it like a 28 or a 35 or whatever. So out of I w- 100. <laughs> out of 1 million. So I w- with that context, I watched that and thought, hey, it was better than I thought. <laughs> I thought it was like a 50 or a 55, which is not a good movie, right? But I was still entertained and enjoyed it. Now, was it worth the cost of IMAX rec- recliner? At uh, in Vineyard, no, but it was fun. It was fun. I had an enjoyable time. I think we should break your movies down into like three tiers. Like, yes, pay full price, no, go to a matinee, no, 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 or no, wait ha- till the Dollar Theater, or wait. Oh, four tiers. Wait till Redbox. I already have it. Okay, it's buy it, uh, rent it, borrow it, or don't watch it. <laughs> no, that's that's what it is. Okay, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is. Uh, Rent it. A rent it movie. Yeah, like red bu- like according, spend two dollars. According to Jeremy yeah. Jordan. So yeah, if you uh if you go see it in the theaters, whatever. Yeah. We need so, to get one so of those. Star Trek, Jason Bourne, and Suicide Squad, it goes in that order. I saw Star Trek, awesome. Yeah, it was really good. We need to get one of those like stamp effects on the television side where like you decide what a movie is and it's like Stamp, rent it. <laughs> we just yes. talk to the technical directors. Yeah, we need to make that happen. Fire that up, man. You watch enough movies it, th- it, that it, we should do you that. You know what doesn't work, though? When the talent's like, hey, technical personnel, make this thing for me. <laughs> it has to be a group effort, baby. Absolutely, it does. <laughs> Did you see Tom Homo running the streets of Provo in a royal blue BYU football helmet? That was hilarious. So part of the <laughs> BYU 50 in Utah, they blew it up, by the way. It was huge. Um BYU's been going around uh, the entire country giving away you know, swag to different states. Utah was Saturday. So there was an amazing race type uh, format for some of them. So literally Tom Homo raced. He would go around and he said, you, you can't just see me. You have to catch me <laughs> to get this helmet. So he sent out a video of him sprinting down Center Street um, <laughs> on Saturday in the, in the royal blue like chrome helmet. Assistant coach Tim Lacombe said, this is way better than Pokemon Go, bro. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I sent Tom Homo a message that said, 4-4 four, four speed, and he responded with, four hours, four minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has no ACL in one of his knees. Did you know that? He's the best, man. Crazy. He is, he is the best. By the way, three people at my son's first soccer game asked me about BYU to the Big 12. I'm thinking, hey, no, no BYU to the Big 12 discussion today. Nope. It follows us everywhere. Well, you know what my reaction is? Um, you didn't hear? <laughs> and then I get an uh, interesting reaction right after that. What? 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 Cliffhanger. 
Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Day three of BYU football fall camp underway right now. A live update from practice with Lauren Frankham on the way. Headlines through the first two days of camp include head coach Kalani Satake saying he will name a starting quarterback when a clear leader has emerged. And linebacker Harvey Longy taking reps at defensive end. Interviews with Jamal Williams and Troy Warner on the way as well. Tweets coming out uh, at Mitch underscore Harper mentioning that Nick Kurtz did not have the boot on today. So we'll get more from Lauren Frankham, as you mentioned, coming up. BYU men's basketball announced its 2016-17 roster Friday. Jacob Hartsock was not on the roster. He has uh, left the team to focus on academics. His now wife, uh, Sophie Cram, Sophie Hartsock, is on the women's volleyball team. Terry Nashif was upgraded to assistant head coach or assistant to the head coach. I don't know which one. And Cougar great Lee Kamard will return as a graduate assistant. D. Salty's back in the house. D. Salty. Yeah. D. Salty. We'll break down the <laughs> roster coming up in a bit. And now for an update from Rio. Cougars in the Olympics. Taylor Sander and Team USA's volleyball team swept by Canada yesterday. Uh, Take off, eh? What? The USA working to bounce back against Italy tomorrow. Today, Sand Volleyball star Casey Patterson and his partner Jake Gibb matched up with Austria at 3.30 Eastern. You know what I learned about Casey Patterson? Last cool night that I love? A lot of things. So he has, have you seen that thing you do? I have. He has two kids, Casey Patterson does. One of them he named Guy. Mm. Guy Patterson, as in the drummer from that thing you do. <laughs> I like Casey even more than I already did. Hey, and Daniel Summerhays, who isn't in Rio, shot 9-under, tied for 11th in the Travelers' Championship. Zach Blair shot 2-under, tied for 62nd. So another top uh, like 12, 20 finish for Daniel Summerhays. He's killing it right now. Summerhays now sits at 35th on both the FedEx Cup standing and the PGA Tour money list, mm-hmm. which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 2,028,628. That's how much Daniel Summerhays has earned this season. That's roughly $2 million more than Spencer and I. Cha-ching! <laughs> you know what they say, Jerem. Mo money, mo happiness. <laughs> I'm way happier when I have money, I'll be honest. They say it's the root of all evil, right? When I have some money, I'm a little happier. I don't know. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trend. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. It's good to be back. Yes, Yes, it is. The goal is to just try to lay a foundation of something where we can be able to compete and find the best 11 on both sides of the ball and find the best guys on special teams. And that's going to be with competition throughout the, throughout the month. And, and as they start sorting themselves out, we'll start naming starting spots uh, throughout, throughout the weeks. Head coach Kalani Satake, the commander-in-chief at BYU Football Fall Camp. Hey, things are rolling along today. Marks day three of camp, and we will start with a live update at practice. Lauren Frankham on the spot with our BYU Sports Nation update. Lauren, what is the developing storyline right this very second? Well, guys, unfortunately, there was no country music today, which Mm. is a little disappointing to me. Pure rap. Pure rap today, but that's okay. Yeah! I noticed today that there were four refs, so maybe for one-on-ones in the end zone or for 11-on-11, so... It does sound like they are going to start scrimmaging today. Um, some position groups that stood out to me today, I was watching kicker James Baird on special teams, and he looked really good and consistent. He was getting a lot of reps with those special teams. Kalani mentioned him as kind of the front runner right now. Also, Rhett Allman was getting some reps. One of the position groups that stood out to me on defense 
was a secondary. Besides the fact that Janauer Guilford looks like one of the players himself, mm-hmm. you guys have seen him. He's in incredible shape, and honestly, he, he just blends in with everybody. But it's going to be interesting to see how he'll coach them up in the man press. They look really deep to me compared to previous years. There's a lot of speed, and, and everyone looks really good. On offense, the tight ends were standing out to me. I was watching them, and Nate Sampson specifically stood out. He was running some good routes and, and had really good hands, and we know that Ty Detmer planning on using them a lot more this season. Of course, Nate Sampson stood out. He's from your hometown of Pleasant Grove. Nick Kurtz. <laughs> no, no, no. Nick Kurtz doesn't have a boot on, apparently. What did you see from Nick? Yeah, I saw him out there. It was, it was good to see. He was, he was playing quarterback for his position group, so he wasn't doing any routes or anything like that, but, but he was out there without a boot, and he was looking good. Lauren Franken with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline from BYU Football Fall Camp Day 3. Is there anything that we should be talking about that nobody is talking about, Lauren? Well, one thing that stood out to me in terms of swag. So we saw last week they had uh, those interesting kind of fisherman hats. I don't know what they were wearing with the big Y on them. Mm-hmm. Today I saw them wearing the new black cutoff hoodie shirts that say on the back, Iron Sharpens Iron. So those are kind of cool. Okay. I'm sure sure fans will be trying to get their hands on those. Lauren, great to have you with us. We will have more from Fall Camp throughout the week. She is on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Enjoy the rap music and make and keep <laughs> it real, okay? I will. I'm working on my, my rap skills right now. Thank you. <laughs> Lauren Franken with us from BYU Football Fall Practice. Okay, no boot for Nick Kurtz. Doesn't sound like he's running around quite yet, but um, you'll, you'll see, if you're watching on BYU TV, the hoodie. Jamal Williams wears it in the one-on-one interview I did with him mm. Saturday, so talks a little bit about it. But, yeah, they're cool. So Squally Cannon and Jamal Williams, they wear these, these black hoodies, cut-off sleeves. Um, Squally Cannon, in fact, cut off the bottom of his uh, – he, <laughs> he had like the – the uh, compression shorts underneath that were longer than his shorts. He he looked he looked fun. He said, "I want to fly under the radar." I was like, "Not with that look, bro. You're not you're not <laughs> going to." But yeah, g- good update from there. Seems like energy is high. I was able to go Saturday and see those guys warm up. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's some differences definitely to this fall camp than the last couple of years. Certainly, we'll have interviews on Facebook Live starting at around 1:30 p.m. Eastern, 11:30 Mountain on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. Through two plus days of camp, major storylines developing as they always do, and that brings us to our Twitter question: What's your biggest headline from the first two days of BYU Fall Camp? Use the hashtag #BYUSN. First tweet at Don underscore the Mon. Biggest headline: We now practice how to tackle. No more tackles by committee. Less arm tackles equals less yak. That is yards after contact. For opposing offenses, use the hashtag BYUSN. Concerted effort to work on tackling mechanics. Now, they don't have pads yet, so Kalani Stocky has called this fake football until they actually have pads, which I tend to agree with, right? The linemen can't really do a lot um, at this point, and you can't really see the tackling. But what they're doing is kind of slow-motion technique associated with tackling, which you would – like, that's the equivalent of a basketball team doing slow layups, right? And you're like, what's the point of that? To make sure that you're great at the simplest defensive thing. And that's one thing I've noticed, is that the coaching, there's more coaching going on. I don't want to throw the previous uh, you know, regime under the bus, but they felt like they were at a point where they could go fast through the drills to get more reps, and that's what they focused on. You can't do everything great, right? You can only do some things great, because you only have so much time to do so many things. So I like what I've seen from the coaching staff in terms of slow down, let's go over some basics, let's do some drills, and then let's break down one-on-one what's going on. 
More headlines to come, including the physicality of BYU football fall camp. We'll talk about that in a little over a half an hour. Now for some more of our headlines, starting with the quarterbacks, y'all. A starter will be named when one clearly emerges. We said that Kalani Satake put that out early. Taysom Hill says he's 100%. His offensive coordinator and Heisman Trophy winner Ty Detmer says it looks that way. That's great because that's the number one uh, thing I'm looking at in fall camp is the health of Taysom Hill. If the dude's healthy, I believe that he will be the starter with Tanner Mangum right there, ready to rock, should there be a need for that. It is a competition for sure, and Tanner Mangum has every intention of pushing Taysom Hill all the way. In fact, I, I talked to him after the first practice and said, you know, there's an air of confidence about you. And he said, good, because that's what I'm trying to portray. That's how I feel this year compared to last year. Yeah, Tanner Mangum knows what he's doing. I, I feel like last year, a couple months uh, you know, off the plane from Chile, he's good to go. And, and I think it's interesting how quiet the conversation is about the quarterbacks, right? I think we're waiting for someone to actually make a move, either on the field in practice. I don't think that's going to happen. I think both will be really good. Or for the coaching staff to do something. We're not hearing a lot about Jamal Williams and Squala Canada. Part of this has to do with the fact that the media doesn't get to watch the entire practice. They're seeing the first 30 minutes. So we're, not, we're not seeing the means to what's happening. We're just talking to the coaches and getting their reaction. And they want to keep it on the DL. They want to keep it hush-hush. Surprise, surprise. Because they want surprise. Yeah. Now, BYU will not have – they'll have the surprises out for Arizona. They'll have less surprises out for Utah. Utah, by the way, plays Southern Utah in the first game. So we'll figure out what Utah is in game two against BYU. What about the guys that are protecting Taysom Hill and Tanner Mangum? Some early concerns on the offensive line because starters we thought would be back are not there. Kyle Johnson, not on the roster. Brad Wilcox, not on the roster. Experienced dudes. So Mike Empey, the offensive line coach, has some significant challenges early in camp. But I know that he won't be prepared. It's just a matter of, okay. That he will be prepared? May the best man win, and let's get ready for game number one. Yeah, I think the BYU uh, O-line will, will be ready to rock in the first game. But it is, you're right, concerning. The first two days of camp you learn, hey, two would-be starters aren't there. That's concerning because in the offseason, Phil Steele releases the returning starts number. BYU has, you know, I think they were top 20 in the country, and that number, tons of starts coming back, maybe yeah, top that. 10. That, that goes out the window, right? Parker Daw and Tijon Kroma appear to be battling for that starting center position. You still have guys like Louis Lapuahu and Tooney Kanuch, and there's returning guys that I think can – can play well. Andrew Ide, a Southern Utah grad transfer, is a guy in the mix. A few guys off missions, Kiefer Longson, Thomas Schof, and whatnot. So there, there are bodies there. I don't want bodies, though. I want uh, bodies that can do something, right? Remember 2009, BYU played Oklahoma. There were a lot of questions about that offensive line. Those guys balled out, though, in that first game. So BYU can bring it in that first game, even if some of the guys are kind of unknown. Those guys were allowing Brian Correa to run yeah, all Harvey over Oga Oklahoma. Yeah, didn't even plan that game and BYU won. Brian Correa running all over Oklahoma. Yeah, that, I'd say that offensive line did some work. Other notable absentees, Sione Takitaki had some come-out moments last year. Really exciting player to watch. He's not on the roster. And that has created an automatic change for Kalani Sitake and the defensive side of the ball with a guy like Harvey Longy, who's just one of those guys that they are moving around. He took reps as a defensive end. And he continued to. Uh, he did not day one. He did day two. And then today, day three, he did as well. Harvey Longy took more reps at defensive end. One BYU staffer told me, 
I think he could be an All-American. And that's, qu- that's quite the wow. statement in August. I'm, I'm dumping uh, a lot of salt on that one, like I am with every Big 12 rumor <laughs> that I hear out there, which is fun. Um, but I think that it's a big deal that Sione Takitaki is not in there. He was a really good pass rusher. And Kalani Satake, uh, to his credit or, or to his demise, uh, hasn't addressed why on these guys. He's keeping it pretty um, nebulous about what's going on, injuries, academics, whatever it is. Hopefully these guys can get it in order and get back into fall camp. But if not, you got to have guys uh, on the 105 right now because those guys aren't. Brad Wilcox, Kyle Johnson, Sione Takitaki, ready to go. Here's what the head coach, Kalani Satake, did say about the guys missing in fall camp. Uh, these guys are, are working through some things, and it varies from all kinds of things, from injuries to academics to so many different things that it's hard for me to talk about them specifically one by one, and I'd rather not, and I just want them to work through their personal stuff right now, regardless of what it is. Oh, are you ready for football, Jerem? We're that much closer. Countdown to the Wildcats! 26 days! Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. 26 days. We're three weeks from the week of the game. <laughs> the, the producer and me is stressing out. i got to get all this stuff again. ready I'll for the pre and post game show. Are you ready for football? Am I ready? No, I have to update the opens for the pre and post game show. As a fan, am I ready? Yes. What is your biggest headline from the first two days of BYU fall camp at BYU Coog Fan says it's the Big 12 looming potential invite. Coming up, one-on-one with heralded freshman defensive back Troy Warner. How much will he play both sides of the ball? But first, the senior, Jamal Williams, talks about how he's better despite not playing last season. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. We're ready to go, man. Football season is almost upon us. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. 26 days is uh, still a little bit of time. In the meantime, and in between time, you can catch BYU post-practice interviews from football on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Sports. Uh, after each and every media availability, today is one of those, and Thursday is another. Check it out on Facebook Live. Uh, photo day is Wednesday. We have some fun plans for Wednesday as well. So hang with us today, I believe, in about uh, about an hour. Uh, so let's see, 1.30 Eastern time, scheduled for Facebook Live interviews. Check it out. Jerem is going to race Tijon Karoma. <laughs> I would win that, man. <laughs> I am faster than – I know Tijon's quick. Are you faster than Tijon Karoma? Yes. <laughs> if he's – yeah, if Tijon, if Tijon's chasing me, yes. <laughs> He will not catch me. I would very much like to watch that race. That would be fun. Yeah. See, we can. The, the beauty of Facebook Live is we can just like try and do stuff like that. It's awesome. Oh, great! Now we have to do that. And pay that <laughs> off. Why'd you? Why'd you? I why'd didn't. You, why'd you set that up for I me? I didn't say you had to do it. You set it way off the net. Now I have to hit it. <laughs> Dang it! You don't. You don't have to run that race. Why'd you do that, man? Our Twitter question today, what is your biggest headline from the first two days of BYU fall camp? At BR Lemon says, Taysom 100%, and both he and Jamal indicating the offense is easier to learn. Now, is it easier to execute? That, that will be the next step. You would think so because they know where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there, because there are less things to think about, right? 
So the dynamic of that should translate, but you're right. We have to see it. That's right. And, and I, I like that. But talk is cheap. Everyone's in great shape. Everything's awesome. Always. At the beginning of fall camp. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. We need an everything is awesome from the Lego movie drop, but we can't have that, can we? Right, man. <laughs> Listen, we don't have Big 12 money here right now. Oh. Right now. What? At BYU Teddy Bear 89, red on the roster. <laughs> a lot more injuries than expected. Can BYU stay healthy enough to make a run this season? Yeah, that's the key. When you're not a Power 5 team, but a Power 5 equivalent, uh, you, your, your ones are good, and then your twos, that's where you start to see uh, – you know, some of the slack there. So hopefully BYU can continue to develop those guys, be in a position where they don't have a situation like a Michigan where you kind of run out of gas. Jamal Williams is healthy, back for 2016, bigger, stronger, faster. Olympic theme there. So how high does he plan to maximize that growth on the field? Or how does he plan to maximize that growth on the field, I should say? Jerem recently went one-on-one with a man chasing down the all-time rushing record at BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation All Access at Fall Camp. All right, Jamal, day two in the books. What do you think of the first two days of Fall Camp? Um, I'm just grateful for it. Uh, it's been a great day, both of the days, honestly. We're going out there, we're playing hard. I mean, we got no pads on, so we're doing the best we can. We're getting up on each other one-on-ones, but I'm extremely happy with our offense is doing from the first day, and we made improvements today too. So every day we're getting better, the defense is getting better, and we're just making each other better. Let's talk about your look here. You've got the Iron Sharpens Iron uh, shirt on, the hoodie. You trying to make weight or something? No, it's just, you know, it's just a nice hoodie. I actually like this. I might wear this in the game too because it keeps the sun off you when you don't have your helmet on, you know, and it's sleeveless. And I like sleeveless, so I actually might cut it so I could have it like a belly one. But, you know, <laughs> I might keep it just how it is right now. This might be my mature look for now. It's been a while since we've seen you out here. Uh, what, what was it like the first couple of practice, practices to rejoin the team on the field? Uh, it was great, you know, being out here with my friends again, my teammates and my brothers. Uh, you know, they welcome me with open arms all the time, and I'm just grateful for them, you know, to come out here and, and have another season with them. And, uh, I told him all right at the back, I'm just grateful to be here with them, and I'm giving them 100% everything I got, and I know they'll do the same for me. How do you feel? I feel good. I'm ready to go, ready for some pads now. I'm tired of just helmets. You know, helmets, helmets practice is more for defense, you know, make them feel good. But once we put the pads on, they look going to be sad. But, you know, they're my teammates. They're going to come with some fire too, so it's going to be great when we put the pads on. Emotionally, I imagine, you know, last year you were expecting that to be your senior year. Now you're, now you're back here, new coaching staff, new regime, new everything. What's that like for you emotionally? Honestly, it's just a blessing from God, you know. Uh, all this is just great thing after great thing coming. And I went through my struggles and, and I prayed to God and everything. And for him to do this for me and to show me all the blessings now, I see that he's doing great things for me to have this much of uh, a positive influence on my life to have all these positive people all the positive things happening now for this season and it's just great to see the the new feeling the new everything everybody's free everybody's having fun so i'm just grateful for it here with jamal williams jamal how do you feel like you're better as a senior here in 2016 um honestly i'm i feel more mature uh i feel more content with myself i feel i'm still the same i still have my happy times and everything but at the same time, I'm still serious and I'm more mature. Uh, really, that's that's really it. You know, coming 21, people might not think that's old. I've been here since I was 16, turning 17. So 
turning 21 to me and, and going through everything I've gone through is it's just great for me to, to go through the experiences and learn from them and, and be the person I am now. The jer jersey finally matches the age. Yeah, you could wait to say that. Uh, I, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to be 21 forever, but in age, I'm going to be 21 forever. There's a, there's a story, I believe, along those lines as well. Uh, give us an idea of uh, what the offense is like for the through the first couple of practices. Uh, the offense is mostly is just getting back to it, uh, learning what we learned in spring, and everybody's getting into it. they really learning the stuff, and the mistakes we make in the first practice, everybody cleaned them up in the second. And, you know, there's always mistakes we making, but we're always learning from them. People are, are learning from their mistakes and, and, and getting more experience out there. And I can see it. Everybody's going out there doing the hardest they can, and they know that this could be a special season. Who else catches your eye among the running backs with you? Um, mostly everybody, really. They, they're really coming out with their own special thing. Uh, Squally's coming out. He's almost just like me. You know, he got the same personality and everything, but he's a little more feisty. He, he fights with a lot of people. He's feistier than you? Yeah, I'm feisty when it's time to be feisty. I'm not that feisty all the time. If I don't need to be feisty, I'm not going to pull it out. But Squally will pull out the feisty on anybody, you know? Then you got Trey Dye, a little speedster, a little cute thing, you know what I mean? He's a little cute one. So, <laughs> Is that a compliment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a light-skinned one in this. So he, but he quick. He, he knows what he's doing. He, he's real shifty. Same as KJ. They're both the quick ones and the agility ones out there. And Riley is another. I picture him as a, like an Adam Hine, you know? He could be just like Adam, and, and he's just as fast, just got more muscle as Adam, and they just alike. So, And Algie's doing his thing. He's just the bulldozer. He's quick. You would never know him being so big that he can move so fast and, and know what he's doing. So he's doing running back, fullback, everything. And we got Creed and Braden out there at fullback, and they're learning. They out there doing their thing, catching balls. And they came a long way from spring to now, and they just got more to learn. But I'm grateful to have them as my group of running backs, and we're going to do special things. My other, uh, quote, uh, middle-aged vanilla man is not here. Do you have a message for Spencer? Yeah, tell Spencer. I love you, man. It ain't nothing personal, you know. I only make fun of people I love. So every time I make fun of somebody, you know, it comes out of love. It's never out of hatred. So don't take it serious. And don't be sensitive. It's football. Thanks, Jamal. No problem. How do you not love that guy? How do you not love him? Had to throw that one in there. Uh, well, I'm, I gl I'm glad that you involved me yeah. to a degree because I was watching it's, Jax's yeah. incredible soccer game with a bunch of four- and five-year-olds, yeah. which was Kicking fun. shins. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what that ends up being. But, yeah, his first – before we even started, he's like, hey, where's your partner? Where's he at? I was like, oh, he has a uh, – he's going to his kid's soccer games for a like, He's like, Psh, priorities. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> you got to love Jamal. I, like, this is it for, you know – us and Jamal Williams this season. He makes me laugh a few times him. every interview. Like just he's great, uncontrollably. Yeah, he's he's really funny. I it was like ninety five degrees out there, and he's got this black hoodie on. <laughs> the cutoffs. He wants to wear it in the games. I I don't know that that's legal in this the games. Is and mature, to, this is my mature look. <laughs> I love that he calls Squally Canada feisty with everybody and Trey Dye cute. He's that cute thing. He's a little little guy, cute. Yeah, it's funny. He's more mature. He's more at peace with himself. That's what I like with this. He didn't sit out last year because he was injured. He sat out because he chose to, for whatever reason. But now he's back, and I think he is more mature. He's 21. He knows what it takes to be great. He's going to be a, a tremendous compliment to whoever the quarterback is. And you better believe that Ty Detmer is the happiest guy in the world that he not only has Taysom Hill back, 
But Jamal Williams, too, one of the best running backs BYU's ever had. In his own unique and energetic way, he is absolutely a leader on and off the field. And you can just tell the players gravitate to him and what he brings because he's been here for a long time. And he's... Yeah, I mean, he's he's a natural leader. His leadership is through energy. He is not a rah-rah, gather the group, talk him up, motivate guy. That is not his thing. He talked about that after practice with the general media as well. But he said he has embraced the idea that, okay, I am one of the, although not one of the older age guys, one of the more experienced guys uh, in this. And you're you're a leader naturally if, if you're a running back at BYU and you're the leading rusher. Like, you have to be a guy, a leader in that, okay, you're down 30 at Boise State. Who's going to keep the energy high so that you don't give up, right? BYU still loses that game by 25. And he was hurt in that game, by the way. But that stuck out to me about Jamal Williams, that he would say, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to show on the field. That's where his leadership is, on the field with the energy that he brings emotionally. You want something that not very many people are talking about, but you should all pay attention to in every conversation that I have had with players, coaches, on the BYU football team, it is becoming more and more apparent they want to run the ball a lot. And why wouldn't you? Ty Detmer wants to run the ball with his stable of running backs led by Jamal Williams a lot. That O-line better be good then because you're only as good as your O-line. You could be a great running back with a terrible O-line and you won't be a great running back, right? You need a good offensive line. I'm trying to think of a running back that was really good that had a terrible offensive line. Like it's rare. I'm, I, like, <laughs> like Adrian Peterson would still do work, right? But how many more yards would he – like, is Barry Sander the greatest running back with a – I don't know how those O-lines a were, but it was the Lions, line. so how, could they have, how yeah. good could they have been? Whoa! <sighs> it's interesting to think about for sure. We want a situation at BYU where it's Brian Correa running all over Oklahoma. <laughs> yes! Plug and play, baby! What's your biggest headline from the first two days of BYU Fall Camp? Send in your tweets. Up next, which player who started a game last year is not returning to BYU basketball? And one-on-one with heralded freshman Troy Warner, how much is he going to play both sides of the ball? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This just in via the Twitter machine from at BrianLogan7 in response Brian! to a running back that was good behind a not-so-great offensive line. And I quote, Barry Sanders had a boo-boo John John O-line, Spencer <laughs> Linton and Jerem Jordan, and still did work. Now, I was told that I called him Barry Sander. I must be in Taylor <laughs> Sander mindset. My bad. A boo-boo John John O-line. Now, normally it's boo-boo Johnson, so I'm wondering who boo-boo John John is. Boo-boo John John sounds better than boo-boo Johnson. Yeah. I like that. Boo-boo Johnson. I think we'll check in with Brian Logan this week and find out what the difference is between boo-boo Johnson and uh, boo-boo Barry Sanders John. had to be amazing. He had so many unbelievable runs because he had a boo-boo John John offensive line. Barry Sanders is great in Tecmo Super Bowl. Oh, That's all I know. So fast. Yeah. So fast. <laughs> Let's refresh today's BYU yeah, Sports Nation John headlines. John Day three of BYU football fall camp underway as we speak. Headlines from the first couple of days include head coach Kalani Sataki saying he will name a starting quarterback when a clear leader has emerged. It's probably going to be a while. Plus, linebacker Harvey Longy taking reps at defensive end. Our interview with Troy Warner coming up in just moments as well. BYU men's basketball announced the 2016-17 roster Friday. Jacob Hartsock not on the roster. He did mention that he is going to focus on academics. Uh, 
Terry Nashiff was upgraded to assistant head coach, and Lee Kamard will return as a graduate assistant coach. We'll break down the roster coming up next segment. How about an update from Rio? Cougars in the Olympics. Or is it Hio? Rio de Janeiro. There you Vamos go. La. Taylor Sander, not Taylor Sanders, <laughs> and Team USA volleyball were swept by Canada yesterday. Come on! It was weird. It felt like the national championship match for BYU against Ohio State. Except they have four more matches, luckily. Yes. They can redeem themselves against Italy starting tomorrow. On the sand, Casey Patterson and his partner Jake Gibb swept Qatar on Saturday. They play Austria today at 3.30 Eastern. Where is it? Cutter, Spencer. Q-A-Tar. Daniel Summerhays shot 9-under, tied for 11th in the Travelers' Championship. Zach Blair shot 2-under, tied for 62nd. So congrats to those guys. Well done to the boys on the PGA Tour. Hey, it's hard to argue there has been more excitement about a 2016 BYU football freshman than Troy Warner. Jerem spoke with the other half of the Warner Brothers duo one-on-one. What's this about playing on both sides of the ball? All right, Troy, you were here for spring ball. What's fall camp like compared to that? Uh, fall camp is is actually pretty similar, but uh, the, I, if I had anything to say, I'd say it's a little bit more high tempo. There, there's new guys, um, so you get to you get a little taste of what they got and everything. So, but it's fun. Let's talk about the hair. What's the motivation? Uh, I think my brother's my motivation for that. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to one up him every time, so yeah. got to do it this time around. I know you guys get asked about each other a lot, but is it hard not to sneak a peek occasionally, see what Fred's doing during practice, how he's doing? Uh, yeah, I sneak a peek a little bit. I'm sure he does a little bit more to me than, than I do to him just to see how I'm doing and everything. But, uh, yeah, it's occasional. How much are you playing and practicing with the receivers versus the cornerbacks right now? Um, I'm majority uh, cornerback. Um, during spring, I did, I did a, a week of receiver. Um, I'm not sure if I'll do it this uh, fall camp, but we'll see how it goes. You still want to play the games and get into school and everything, but has the decision to come to BYU been validated at any point in your mind? Where you go, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, I, every day, I, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, I made the right decision being here, being around my teammates and the coaching staff and just seeing how everything is. It's, it's, a, it's a blessing to be here, and it's such a great uh, institution and everything. Fans are excited to see how you're used. Uh, how do you think you'll be used this fall? Uh, I, think, I think on the defensive side you'll see me a lot more. Um, offensively, uh, I, you know, I might be thrown in here and there, but uh, defensively, I think that's what you see me most. This this is new to you. It's also new to the entire team with the new coaching staff. What's the installation of the defense like? Uh, it's a lot more simpler, I've heard, than it is uh, with Mendenhall's defense. You know, we're able to uh, just go out there, uh, be a- be athletes, um, play fast, play physical, um, and just you know be relaxed and everything. And I think that's how you make a lot of plays. So, what have you thought of the first couple of days of college football? Uh, it's great in the fall. Yeah, it's 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 great. You know, it's you gotta you gotta adjust to the speed and everything. It's a lot faster than it is in high school, um, but I think I've done a, an alright job doing that. So describe to us uh, some of the drills and and the tempo with Gennaro Guilford as mm-hmm. the cornerbacks coach. Uh, Gennaro's a, he's a great coach. He he brings a lot to the table. He knows like the the you know like the little things and everything, and um, he makes sure that you're doing it correctly. So. Who's the loudest guy on defense right now? Um, might be my brother, Fred. Yeah. It might be him, yeah. He's talking a lot? Yeah. Who, who is, uh, who's, trying to, who's the funniest guy when you're, when you're out there right now? Because hmm. not everybody's focused. I, I think Kai might be a little bit funny. Kai Nakua. Yeah, he might, be, he might be on the funny side. What's it like out there when, when Kai's talking? Um, 
you know, you just you always you always pay attention to what he's doing. He's he's a he's an athlete. He he's always doing something crazy, so he's fun to watch. What's it like to play eleven on eleven and you have this team dynamic of course, but it is kind of defense versus offense a little bit in terms of the competition. Um you, you, you know, as far as seven on seven and team, the yeah. difference between yeah. them. When you go team it, it, it uh, gets ratcheted up a little bit, it seems like. Right? Yeah, I mean it's I mean you got way you got a lot more guys out there, a lot more bodies on the ground and everything. So you just gotta pay attention to um, you know, what's going on around you and everything. So what keeps you motivated during fall camp? Uh, just game one, Arizona. Um, you know, we're all focused on one thing, and that's getting a win against them. Um, just getting better every day and um, just bonding with your teammates. It's all fun. So, I didn't really ask you that much about Fred. You happy? I'm happy. <laughs> Thanks, Troy. Uh, yeah, no problem. Corner. The freshman out of San Marcos, California, stands at 6'1", and we are seeing this trend of tall, fast defensive backs at BYU, Michael Davis, 6'2". Akile Davis transferred from, transferred, not transfer, but transitioned from wide receiver to defense back. He's 6'2". Troy Warner, 6'1". I like, I like this. It's new. We'll see how it pays off. And guess what? Gennaro Guilford was a tall, physical defensive back. I think Troy Warner can be a really, really good player at BYU. And luckily, BYU has some guys in front to where he could kind of transition into that. I think initially, we'll see if he starts. If he doesn't, that's not the worst thing ever to get uh, some reps behind somebody, come into the game, not have that pressure of game one, you got to deliver right away. That's a lot of pressure for a kid out of high school. But Troy came early, was in spring ball, and now he's here in fall camp as a guy who's getting familiar with this uh, new coaching staff as well, although he did have them in the spring. I think Troy can be a fantastic corner. When a guy decommits from Oregon and is recruited by the teams that recruited him, you know he's got some skills. Mm. Absolutely. <clears throat> and we Absolutely. Know, we know what Fred brings, and imagine Fred in the secondary. That's the, what Troy is. The Warner brothers on the field for the first time in 26 days. BYU has made it a point to say that they will be more physical in practice. That coming from head coach Kalani Satake. He, he called the first few days of practice fake football because they don't have pads on. But when they do get the pads on, an emphasis on more hitting, if you will. Being physical, longer, physical. Time, longer time to recover. But that's an interesting thing because BYU has not done that for a while. It was almost like they're, they were so cautious. They didn't want to get anybody injured. Now, now it's like, look, football is football. We're going to be physical. We're going to give them a little bit more time to recover. But you got, you got to hit. Yeah, you, you play off that, that idea of physical. Also, um, BYU conditioned hard during practice. Jamal Williams told the media uh, Saturday that they've done most of their conditioning in the summer made sure they were in good shape. Now they can focus on fundamentals. So you're seeing where do, where do you distribute your emphasis Okay, in practice? I think the BYU is emphasizing it in the fundamentals and coaching the guys on simple things right now. And it's early. They could, they could ramp it up, speed it up. But the, the Bronco Mendenhall-led group was speed, speed, let's get – now the offense and defense is different. So BYU not conditioning as much. So you think, will they be in great shape in the games? You hope that that – continues to carry over, but that the fundamentals will be good. What's more important at the very beginning with the new offense and defense? To me, it's just making sure you run the right plays in the right spots. That's the most important thing. Be on the same page. Don't have those dramatic mental lapses where you're turning the wrong way to hand out the ball and no guy is there. Broken plays. You expect that stuff, but if you can minimize that early in the season, that has to be better, right? Yeah, I, you, I, I like that there are more meaningful reps in those instances. It makes sense. You're not going from you know starting the card of fifth gear or third gear. you got to go first, second, third. It's day three of fall camp, so 
Take it easy, as the great Nacho Libre once said. They're not in a hurry, and I am totally okay with that. It's different, yes. And some people say, well, you just like it because it's peanut M&M's compared to chocolate M&M's. Because you've made that analogy. Yes, that is true, <laughs> okay? You, it's new. You're right, it, it is new, but my style is more of the, okay, let's slow it down a little bit. Let's learn how we actually do this so that we can get really good at it moving forward. You Build could, the base. You could speed it up later. Exactly. It's day three. Day three, calm down. Twitter question day. What's the biggest headline from the first two days of BYU fall camp? At Ben underscore Grubert. Will those injured and suspended be back and ready to play at the beginning of the season? To be determined. The coaches will tell us that. Our Cougar Whip Around today features a $2 million man. But first, the BYU basketball team released its official roster. Jerem, is it good enough to beat Gonzaga? We'll break it down next. My name is Dr. Joshua Red, and I'm a chiropractic physician at Red River Health and Wellness. We don't want a patient to have to see us for the rest of their lives. We want them to be the expert in their own health. It's really awesome for us to see these patients going from five good days a month to 25 good days a month, and they have a lot more control over their condition than they did before. If you have symptoms such as depression, fatigue, headaches, or an inability to concentrate, you may have low thyroid caused by Hashimoto's disease. Red River Health and Wellness can help with a treatment plan remotely or at any one of our locations. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Studio B currently. If you miss an episode of the show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Hey, this Friday night, super stoked. Uh, go to Rio Tinto Stadium if you're uh, in Utah, if you're local. Someone in Cedar City is like, I'm not driving three and a half hours out there. If you want, uh, we are going to be some of the hosts, uh, MCs, for the Big Blue Bash, which is, which is the Cougar Club, Salt Lake Chapter, uh, biggest pre-season party for BYU football. Check it out. Blaine Fowler will be there, Kalani Satake, Tanner Mangum, Jamal Williams, Johnny Linehan, uh, Travis Tuiloma will speak as well. So check it out. Starts at 6 p.m. Mountain Time uh, this Friday night. What is your biggest headline from the first two days of BYU fall camp at jmort 7 Says, fake football, Taysom's antsy feet, and Jamal not dancing, focused. Yeah, focused. I, I think that when, when push comes to shove, Jamal will be Jamal, right? But it's early. He wants to make sure that he's engaged, especially especially as he sets the tone for this new group of guys, which is pretty young, right? Riley Burt, Trey Dye, Squally Canada. In terms of the backup guys that are actually going to get carries, there's a lot of youth there. At Barry R13, Royal Blue practice jerseys, well, at least for the defense, For the right? defense, yeah. It's kind of cool. And I want to comment on this. There are last names on the jerseys. I think that that's awesome because that name means something to those guys and their families, even in practice. I like having names on the back of the jerseys also because it helps us identify people. <laughs> We're like, who is that? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> we, have the, we have the roster. We do have the rosters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes there are guys wearing the same number, though. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, the colors signify which side of the ball you're on. But still, I think it's cool. It's cool for the players that they have worked hard and earned the right to have their name on the back of a jersey. And it's royal for the defense. And it is royal blue for – There's Kalani Satake <laughs> is a defensive-minded coach, and he loves royal. So it shouldn't be a surprise that the defensive guys have the royal jerseys. Listen, if the school isn't going to change officially to royal, by golly, Kalani's going to do his darndest <laughs> to make sure Kal- uh, royal is involved, right? Yeah, that's fun. Respect – stay loyal to the royal, right? Loyal to the royal, He said bro. that on this show, I day wish we one. could get Keanu Reeves to say that. That would be – Stay loyal to the Royal. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly how it sounds. (laughs) Rufus, 
Now to basketball <laughs> now for the Cougars. Currently, Dave Rose on vacation, but boy, the roster being official and made official have made things interesting. There are some changes that we anticipated and some things that kind of caught us by surprise. One, a former Cougar great, Lee Kamard. D. Salty, Salty is back as a graduate assistant. The former Mountain West Conference player of the year. I love Lee Kamard. I think he can bring a lot to the table. He's played internationally for several years Seven, in Europe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that, that'll be great to have him back as a graduate assistant. That, that was Noah Hartsock. Uh, the last couple of years. Terry Nashif promoted to assistant head coach. I have no idea what that means. I think it means a, a pay Do, raise. Does it? I don't know. Assistant to the head coach? I'm assuming. Dwight? Hey, more money, more happiness, right? <laughs> Buckets! <laughs> I don't know if that's what it is. I'm not subscribed. The, the thoughts and ideas of Spencer Linton are not reflective <laughs> of BYTV or Brigham Young University. <laughs> I did get a tweet from uh, from at McMinn5 said, management's response to this <laughs> with a YouTube video. You should all go look at that. There's really going to be funny. a scroll across the top. It's like, <laughs> Spencer Linton says, and hey, Jeremy <laughs> But the roster has been finalized. There were some serious concerns about whether BYU would have enough guards or not just a couple of months ago. What's cool is that Eric Mika didn't transfer to Utah like the Utes uh, fans <laughs> thought he would, which is awesome. But I love the fact that BYU has its group. It's August 8th. We know who they are. A uh, little bit of a surprise that Davin Gwynn got a scholarship, which is very cool. We did have the Help Wanted poster, as you recall, for a while. That means we could officially take that down. Oh, wait, it got taken. I don't know where it went anyway. But anyways, this is BYU Hoops. Now, can this team, as you teased going to break, beat Gonzaga? Oh, snap. I th- now, I think this team can compete with Gonzaga. I think that Gonzaga is bringing in maybe maybe more uh, highly decorated like transfers and whatever, and they are Gonzaga. Okay, It's still Gonzaga's conference. The tournament in Vegas is the, is the Gonzaga Invitational presented by the West Coast Conference, in my opinion. But I think BYU is going to challenge. I think BYU is going to be right there for number two, if not number one in the conference. Do they have enough experience on the guard line to do so? It, early? No, but you don't play conference games early. You play them later in That's the year. That's the beauty of it. Yes, and we still don't have the schedule to know when BYU plays Gonzaga, when BYU plays St. Mary's, but I hope that they kind of keep it the same way. It's St. Mary's early, but not too early. I don't want St. Mary's week one when no students are there, New Year's Eve. That was not the ideal situation. True or false, BYU will beat Gonzaga in basketball at least one time in the approaching season. Over under one and a half. They will beat them at least Ooh, once. Yeah, if you not, think they have a good chance to beat them twice. Well, we need, yeah, I need to see them practice. Yeah, like for sure, talented group. How quickly will they jump? Which Cougar competes in the Olympics today? You should all be watching him. He has great hair. Plus the two million dollar PGA man. Where did he finish in the last tournament? I'm not competing today. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Day three of BYU Football Fall Camp is going on right now. Facebook Live interviews coming up in about 30 minutes on Facebook.com slash BYU Sports. Head coach Kalani Sitake has said he will name a starting quarterback when a clear leader has emerged. And linebacker Harvey Longy has taken reps at defensive end the last two days. Plus, Fox Sports' Bruce Feldman listed BYU as the third best QB situation in college football. I think that's fair. Only Ole Miss and Clemson were ranked higher. Men's basketball. Not Notre Dame? Mm. BYU basketball announced the 2016-17 roster on Friday. Jacob Hartsock not on the roster. Terry Nashup upgraded to assistant head coach. And Lee Kamard will return as a graduate assistant. 
Cougars in the Olympics. Taylor Sander and Team USA Volleyball was swept by Canada yesterday. The U.S. plays Italy tomorrow. Today, Casey Patterson and his partner Jake Gibb play Austria at 3.30 Eastern. Cougars in the PGA. <laughs> Daniel Summerhay shot 9 under, tied for 11th in the Travelers Championship. Zach Blair shot 2 under, tied for 62nd. Jerem? Cross country. Is that Keanu Reeves doing that? Dilji Taylor is the new cross country and distance track and field assistant head coach at BYU. Taylor previously was the head coach, uh, the head cross country coach at Cal State Stancilos. Cougars in the minors. Michael Rucker assigned to the Arizona League Cubs. Brennan Lund also went four for 11 with a couple of runs, two steals, and two RBI for the Burlington Bees over the weekend. Adam Law went two for five with a couple of runs and two RBI for the Jackson Generals. Over the weekend as well, Colton Shaver, not to be outdone, had an RBI for the Wareham Gateman in the Cape Cod League. Cougars in the NFL. Kansas City Star says Daniel Sorensen's one of the top three safeties on the depth chart for the Chiefs. Also, Manila Pikula has been waived by the Green Bay Packers, who didn't get a play last night because of field conditions. Oh, the NFL <laughs> has some serious fires they need Whoops. to put out. I played on better intramural fields than that one. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? Bob Bowlesby. Okay. Until the invite comes, Bob Bowlesby. <laughs> now or you're no going to get it, Bobby. <laughs> Let's, Don't you know, Bobby? Let's go, man. What is your biggest headline from the first two days of BYU fall camp? Our elite tweet of the day from at Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94. The announcement of Johnny Linehan's country career. Hashtag the Kiwi Cowboy. That's the biggest headline. Nice. Is that the biggest headline really, though? Good grief. Uh, We just learned a bit of unfortunate news, uh, and we want to report at the end of our show. University of Arizona head coach Rich Rodriguez announced this morning that Wildcat offensive lineman Zach Hemela passed away in his sleep last night. Tragic, tragic stuff. Our thoughts and prayers extended to the Hemela family and his teammates at the University of Arizona. Uh, Really, just kind of a a shocking blow that that we learned about just a few moments ago. That's a tragedy. So sad. Um, Senior from Chandler, Arizona. uh, Started six games last year, so good player for Arizona. Passed his way in his sleep. Yeah, played in all 13 games last year. Tough to watch Coach Rodriguez uh, announce that at a, a, pre, a press conference earlier this morning. Big thanks to Jamal Williams and Troy Warner. One-on-one with Jerem Jordan. Not everybody can handle that. Hey, more one-on-ones coming up uh, after today's practice. We'll air those tomorrow. Facebook Live coming up as well. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Follow us on Twitter. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. The audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Our shout-out to David Neff. We're back to work tomorrow with more fall football camp coverage at noon Eastern.